retaining clients and keeping them for longer is really beneficial for you as a freelance business owner because you're able to cut down on the amount of time spent trying to gather new business, cold pitch, get referrals. So as freelancers, we really do base our careers on having consistent work coming from our long-term clients. But you might be wondering how to actually keep clients happy so that they stay with you, so that they keep giving you work. And that's what this video is all about today. I'm gonna give you a few ways that you can make sure that you're doing everything you can to retain your clients and get ongoing work for them so that you have that stability in your income and can build profitable relationships. I'm Christine from paidcopywriter.com. I mentor aspiring writers and freelancers who wanna replace their nine to five income by becoming self-employed, working from home, no longer dealing with office politics, commutes, or any nine to five BS. If you like that information, you wanna learn about content writing, copywriting, marketing, and all things freelance business, you're definitely gonna to wanna to subscribe to this channel. I release two new videos every week. And definitely comment down below because I like hearing from you guys in the comments. Now, if you Google an article about how to retain freelance clients, here's the tip that you're not going to see in those articles because it's so underrated. When you start the relationship off on a certain foot, it really will determine how the rest of the relationship goes. So that primary call, that discovery call, kickoff call, whatever you want to call it, where you first meet with a client and agree on what you're going to do, if you set the agenda and really take control during that call and explain to the client how you operate, how you do business, how you prefer to work, that lifts a huge weight off of them because they don't have to do the work to really structure the relationship. Make it easy for clients by just communicating how it is you do business. Tell them your turnaround times. Tell them how long, tell them how you invoice. Tell them how you prefer to communicate. Be a little bit bold and, and act as the expert and show the client that you've worked with other people, you've been down this road, you're an expert, and you're gonna tell them how your work process is so that it can go smoothly. And clients really appreciate this. When you map it out very clearly and you can list off, here's how my pricing works, here's how I charge, here's how invoicing works, that puts their mind at ease because they know they're working with somebody who is thoughtful, who is a professional, who's running their business in a really streamlined way. And that gives them an idea of what it's going to be like to work with you. So make sure that initial call goes well in the sense that you are putting their mind at ease. You are taking charge. You're presenting yourself as somebody who can be trusted. And you will see that everything else becomes so much easier from that point. That impression that you leave on them helps the relationship go in a certain direction and really sets it up so that you can work with them long-term and they continue to be happy with you. It might seem obvious, but it's providing high quality work to your clients. Now you might be saying, okay, fine, but how do I actually ensure that I'm doing that? Well, there's a few ways. Number one is to have a feedback loop and having good communication with your client where they feel comfortable giving you feedback and they can see that you are implementing feedback and it just creates a loop in that relationship where if they see something they don't like, they feel comfortable giving you those revisions and they know that it'll come back fixed. So don't be shy to ask for feedback. When you do implement feedback, make sure that you call out, hey, here is what I fixed. Let me know how you like this. Just have that demeanor of constantly trying to grow, being open and rece receptive to feedback. Even though, let's be real, getting feedback can be really difficult and it really hurts our egos as writers and it can be super frustrating. It's something I still struggle with as a writer, getting that bad feedback and feeling offended and feeling like I want to give up. So if that's you, don't worry, you are not alone. 
but feedback is how we grow as writers and as freelancers and it's how we build those strong relationships. This is editing Christine coming in to add one more thing that is really important to know about feedback. So while you have to be receptive to feedback and be gracious and show your client that you're implementing feedback, one thing to pay attention to is how the client is giving you feedback. If they are putting your work down or they're giving you feedback that necessarily makes sense or they're the I'll know it when I see it type client where they just don't give you clear feedback but they're somehow expecting you to magically make things right, you want to pay attention to that and get rid of clients. I've had clients give me really rude feedback and just not make me feel good and what it makes me realize is that they didn't do the professional development. They didn't invest in their own skills to learn how to give feedback effectively. There is a way to correct people and give feedback. It's kind of like the sandwich technique we all have learned at some point, which is like give a compliment, give the feedback, and then sandwich it with another compliment just to make it a little bit less of a blow. And you'll see that certain clients just have no chill and they say rude stuff and they make you feel like crap. I stop working with those clients immediately. The minute that I feel disrespected or they're just not treating me like a trusted business partner they're more treating me like an employee that they're trying to teach or something like that I get rid of them so you have to understand when it's constructive feedback versus them just being rude and not putting in the work to understand how to have a good freelance client relationship sometimes it really is on them so don't feel guilty if that happens and always feel free to get rid of a client and find a new one. If you can get any results from your client's work, that is another way to continually ensure that you are providing good work is just by the conversion rates. However, as freelance writers who do content writing and who work for bigger clients, well, they're not always transparent about the results. They don't necessarily provide those numbers. So that can be a little bit tough. The best thing you can do is really, number one, ask for the feedback and see what you get. Number two is to always ensure that you did what the brief told you. So most content writing jobs, most copywriting jobs will always start with a brief that outlines what it is you should be doing. If you ensure that you are following the brief throughout your writing process, you're most likely going to deliver something that they actually asked for and that is on par with what they're expecting. Something I do to ensure that this happens is that before I hand in my writing work when the finished product is done and I'm about to hit submit I refer back to the brief to make sure and check that I actually followed the instructions and did what they asked me to do and if I didn't do what they asked me to do I'm sure to call that out and acknowledge it so if I deviated from the brief or if I took a liberty and added something that they didn't ask me to add or if I omitted something that they did want me to include I will call that out and say hey I either left this out or I added this because of X, Y, and Z reason. So be comfortable explaining your thought process and why you did something because the client will appreciate that and see how you're thinking and how hard you're working for them. Another thing clients look for in good freelance relationships is responsiveness. Now it doesn't mean that you need to be sitting by your computer and firing off responses in an hour, but you wanna set a rule that you'll at least get back to a client within 24 hours. If you can make it less, even better. But as writers, we do need to time block and make sure that we're staying out of our inbox and actually getting our work done. Just have a same day response policy. A lot of the times it's easy to forget to send that email, even if it's just to say, okay, got it, thanks. I always make a habit of sending my clients an email saying, received, I'm on this, got it, thank you. It takes me two seconds. 
And a lot of time management books will actually tell you that if it's going to take you five seconds to do something, just do it in the moment instead of putting it off. It's sometimes just better to get it out of the way. I know for me personally, if I don't answer emails, if I don't answer a message when I see it, it's most likely going to get forgotten. Also, it just shows that you prioritize the client. It eases the client's mind. It's not so that they feel that you're on call for them or that they can reach you at any time. It's just knowing that the person they're trusting is there, they're responding, and that they are reliable. As humans, we really do look for consistency in relationships, and it's no different with freelancing. So if you can get on a consistent communication basis with your clients and make that rule, they'll know what to expect from you, they'll feel more comfortable with you, and you'll most likely continue to work with them. I try to adopt the customer is always right mentality. A lot of the times I receive feedback that I don't even necessarily agree with or that annoys me and I just try to keep it as professional as possible. Sometimes I'll even decide that they cross the line or it's the straw that broke the camel's back and I'll say that's it, I'm not working for them anymore. But I still keep my responses very professional, very formal and just say I'm on it, got it, here you go. It's just good to have that mentality of not kind of doing low blows or or saying something sarcastic back to them because I so many times want to stand up for myself and do that. That's just my personality. But there's a level of professionalism where you just need to bite the bullet, say that response, but then tell yourself, you know what? I don't like the way they just spoke to me or this feedback is extremely annoying or the way they're treating me isn't good. So I'm not going to work with them going forward, but I'm going to finish this project and I'm going to end things on a high note because you never know where you'll run into somebody again. And freelancing kind of is a small world you want to try your hardest to maintain a good reputation and not burn bridges with clients my next tip is sticking to deadlines and over communicating if you cannot meet deadlines this is probably one of the most important parts of the job is actually handing in the work when you say you're going to hand it in however life happens Uh, sometimes we sometimes the timeline we projected wasn't realistic and we made a mistake in our capacity planning sometimes life just comes up emergencies come up family issues come up we get sick and those are the times we're going to have to communicate to our client that we're not going to be able to fulfill our promise while those situations are okay, you definitely want to over communicate. And the way I do this is that I can kind of sense now when I realize I'm not going to be able to finish something and I'm not going to be able to hit the deadline. So I'll actually give them a few days notice before the headline even comes and say, listen, I'm actually going to need more time for this than I thought. I sincerely apologize. I will have it to you on this date. Please let me know how you feel about that and sorry for any inconvenience. Just a quick friendly message to say like, I didn't project this correctly. I need a little bit more time. Is that okay? In at least the freelance writing industry, a lot of stuff is not super, super timely and deadline driven to the extent where one or two extra days are going to make a huge difference. I feel like with social media and certain types of maybe ad copy where campaigns are going out at a certain time, then things become really time sensitive. But actually, if you have clients that are freaking out because you're going to hand something in a day or two late, it might mean that they're not planning and they're not projecting their deadlines correctly. If they're you know, really that tight on their schedule, they're probably, that means they didn't plan ahead of time. And if that becomes a consistent habit, that's not really good on their end either. But either way, just try to stay true to your word. Hand in things when you say you are going to hand them in. That's probably one of the most important aspects of being a freelancer is just doing what you say you're going to do and not being perceived as a flake and not being perceived as somebody who just kind of took their money and disappeared or somebody who agreed to something and didn't fulfill on it. 
Now, my next tip is to make yourself available and make clients feel as though you are listening to them, that you are excited about working with them, and that you really want their business. This is such an underrated tactic. A lot of freelancers will just accept the work, do the work, turn it in, and that's it. They do the bare minimum in terms of communication. But if you're able to actually show enthusiasm and let that client know that you giving them that work means a lot to them, they're more likely to favor you, to grow a liking toward you and keep you on. So for example, one of the little things that I do for my freelance clients is that they'll reach out to me and say, hey, I have this piece, I want to assign it to you, are you available? Instead of just saying a brief yes, send it my way, I'll be like, yes, I would love to take that on, please send it my way. Give a little bit of enthusiasm. You don't wanna seem overly eager or unprofessional, You know, keep that in mind. It's more just reiterating your enthusiasm of yes i want to work for you and i'm thankful that you're considering me for this project i'd love to take it on the other thing about making yourself available is if a client wants to get on a call or if they're going back and forth with certain details it's about not getting impatient with them i know it can be annoying because it's something you're probably not getting even paid for if you're doing a flat rate the more time you invest into a project obviously the amount you're earning per hour goes down right we want to keep our workload succinct and not and over invest too much time in a project. That being said, for the sake of building the relationship and having that FaceTime, if they want to get on a call and they want to meet with you, I would take them up on that to an extent. If they want constant weekly calls or check-ins, now they're treating you like an employee and that's not correct either. But every once a quarter, if they want to hop on a call or if they just want to explain something in more detail or do a kickoff call, even if that's not paid for, I would still offer that to the client. The next way to keep clients happy and engaged is to continue to cross-sell and upsell them additional freelance writing services and really show that you want to take on more work for them if you have the capacity. This tip is amazing because a lot of freelancers are actually worried to ask for more work and bring up new ideas to clients because they don't want to be perceived as pushy or salesy. But really, the best thing you can do for the client relationship is to continue to provide them with innovative ideas, show them that you're willing to take on more work. And it's actually better for the client because they don't have to go out and find a new freelancer. If you don't continue to pitch your services to clients and make it clear that you offer other things other than what you're doing for them, they will go search for another. It's just human nature. We're not always going to assume the person that's doing one thing for us can also do another thing for us. So even if they say no, even if they don't actually take you up on your offer, you want to be constantly offering clients new ideas, new services, and just making them aware that you do offer more. This is actually more cost effective and saves the client time because they don't have to onboard a new freelancer, train a new freelancer, and get familiar with someone else. So the more work you can get from that client, the better it is for you and the client. And it just shows the client that you like working for them and you want to continue to offer them services. I think that's something as freelancers we overlook is the fact that clients want to know that we enjoy working for them too. It's not just whether the client is happy with us or not. They want to know, hey, do you like working for me? Do you like working for this brand? And that's a great way to show them that you do. The other way to make clients happy and retain them is to offer them freelance retainer packages that incentivize them to work with you on an ongoing basis. Now, I'm not going to get into the nitty gritty because I have a whole other video right here about how to structure retainer packages, but clients want to know that if they're going to give you ongoing work, that they are getting a bit of a deal or a benefit from continuing to give you work. And the best way to do that is to offer them a retainer where you offer them a bit of a lower price because they are giving you the guaranteed work. Now, 
watch that video on retainers because I show you how you can offer that lower price without it impacting your income. If discounting your work doesn't sound too exciting, trust me, I feel the same way, but there's a certain way to angle it and create these packages so that they're not actually negatively impacting your income and that you're not taking on work for too low of a rate. Now, if you wanna know the story about how I actually got on LinkedIn and built my freelance business step-by-step, you're going to want to download my LinkedIn guide below. I tell you a little bit about how I transitioned and replaced my nine to five income with a freelance income. It's a free downloadable guide for you, and you can learn how to set yourself up on LinkedIn step by step. See ya.